Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken to Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And we have a brand new, totally different interview show today. Um, today, we're going to be interviewing and talking to Michael Fishman about uh, experiencing deep states of inner peace. And so um, we're going to be talking about the deep states of inner peace. We're going to be doing a guided meditation. We're going to be doing a breathing exercise. We're going to be taking live caller questions. And I know most of you who are in my community don't know Michael Fishman, but some of you who are new to my community, you do, because you, you, you came in here through Michael. He is a leader in the field of personal development, for those of you who don't know. And nearly every week, Michael can be found leading seminars, retreats, or training programs aimed at helping individuals bring greater peace, awareness, and fulfillment to daily life. And you know, for me, that's, that's so important. It's so relevant. And right now, especially, we really need, we really, really need that. He's the host of Back to the Source podcast, which provides an ongoing dose of inspirational stories and insights into personal growth and inner transformation. He's also the author of the multiple award memoir, Stumbling into Infinity, An Ordinary Man in the Sphere of Enlightenment. Michael is a founding member and former president of the U.S. Art of Living Foundation, a nonprofit educational and humanitarian organization whose programs have impacted more than 25 million people in more than 140 countries across the globe. And he believes that a key ingredient to success and happiness is the practice of meditation. So we're going to be talking about meditation, what that is, some of the benefits, and you know, so much more. So Michael, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks so much for inviting me to be here with you. I'm so excited because, you know, I was, I just recently did the Sky Meditation Program, you know, just, I think maybe three weeks ago or something. And um, for the first time after a, a mutual friend was talking about it, you know, it's like, all right, you know what, she's been doing this for a long time. She's really happy. Let me try it out. Right. And I didn't even tell her I was going to do it. I just like, let me just find a way and I'm going to do it. And I had a wonderful time. And then I had I had heard your name, I had seen your name, I had seen your face. I don't know where through the, you know, looking around on the website, right? It's like, and then I took another course and Vanita said, hey, why don't you interview Michael? And I said, all right, sure, why not? But, it, but the thing is, it's like most people in my community, we talk about meditation, we talk about healing, we talk about energy, we talk about all of that stuff, spirituality, all that wonderful stuff, right? But I'll be honest, meditation sometimes is i don't know I, I don't know what the word is really aloof you know it's like it's not as easy as people think it is or they think it's really difficult and i you know i've been doing meditation off and on for i don't want to say how long it's been too long right too long but you know for me it hasn't always been relaxing right it hasn't always brought me joy or bliss or whatever so I, you know, when I did the sky, it's like, oh, I like this. This is good. This is easy. I can do this. And it's like, it felt really simple. You know, it wasn't complicated and everything. Right. And there was a process and so on. So I was just like, I was just like, I, I like this. So yes, I'm going to ask Michael to come on and talk about it and share. So Michael, because you're new to our community, can you just take a few minutes and just tell us a little bit about who you are, what your story is, and especially about you know, a little bit about your memoir, you know, um, which I think is like, I love the title, Stumbling into Infinity, An Ordinary Man in the Sphere of Enlightenment. And, you know, being an Indian myself, you know, <laughs> enlightenment, 
teachers, India, meditation, all that is part of what I grew up with, right? Is what I've known, but it's kind of biased because I grew up in Canada. So it's like, it's, I have like a miss, um, I don't know, there's like a two sides to it kind of thing, right? But it's your story is like absolutely wonderful. It's like so amazing and so um, relevant for what we need to hear today and now. Well, thanks so much for inviting me onto your show. You've said so much, and I would like to address so many of the things that you said. But um, to begin with, uh, to talk about me, um, I guess I'm somebody who's still in process of trying to figure out who I am. And I think that is the plight of all of humanity to figure out who are we? Who are we really? And what is the purpose for being on this planet? And, you know, for all of us, we seem to have this mental condition where there's so much mental chatter going on in the mind yeah. that we very much are confused about who we really are. And sometimes we identify with our thoughts so much that we feel as though, oh, I am my thoughts or I am my feelings or I am my experience of life. And that's where meditation comes in to really give you a clear vision of who you really are. And that ability to go inward, that ability to quiet the mind, to experience inner stillness is probably the most important skill I think we need as human beings today. And when it comes to meditation, so many of us think, oh, it should just be a natural phenomenon. I should just be able to close my eyes and meditate. Oh yeah, I needed a teacher to learn how to read and I needed a teacher to learn math and I needed a teacher to learn sports or excel in anything, but meditation, oh, that's something I could do by myself. But meditation is so abstract. It deals with the realm of the mind and we're always trying to control our mind but meditation is really just the opposite. It's not about control of anything. It's an experience of deep, deep relaxation. And at the same time, being fully alert. And it requires some training. And the program you went through, the Sky Breath Meditation Program, has really boiled it down to such a simple, easy way of going into meditation. And we do that through the breath. You know, the breath is that connecting link between the inner world of stillness and the outer world of activity. And if we could have a say over our breath in some way, uh, we could really find a very easy, easy, easy way to go into meditation. And I, uh, I learned Sudarshan Kriya, which is the uh, fundamental uh, technique in uh, our workshop, Sky, breath meditation. Sky stands for Sudarshan Kriya Yoga. And I learned this um, back in 1988. I'm trying to figure out how many years it is, but it's, it's a whole bunch of years. And I learned it directly from Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, who's the founder of the Art of Living Foundation. And I was very lucky back in 1988, it was a very uh, small, small, intimate 
organization. Very few people knew about it and had taken the program. And I did it directly with Sri Sri. And he was so loving and so compassionate and so kind and generous with his time um, that I wound up going to India and living in an ashram with him for a couple of years. And I became quickly a teacher of this program. And I've been quite fortunate. I've traveled all around the world teaching sky breath meditation. And I've also been lucky in that I've had an opportunity to interact and work with a spiritual teacher, a master. Um, and I think many Westerners are confused about that and have no idea, well, what does it really mean to have a guru in your life? Even sometimes hearing guru, that could be a trigger for like, oh, I don't know if that's something I really am interested in. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this memoir, Stumbling into Infinity, as um, a way of sharing what the journey has been like for me, really what goes on behind closed doors with a spiritual teacher. How does he use wisdom and love and compassion to really make somebody so strong and help them get out of all the uh, chaos that's going on in one's mind. So that's what the book is about. And I wish I could tell you I was the best student and the brightest student uh, and most receptive student, but it was just the opposite. I was probably the most troubling student and had so much confusion in my own mind. But uh, somehow uh, through Sri Sri's wisdom, there was a huge transformation inside mm -hmm. of me. And that transformation, you know, that type of transformation is available to anyone and everyone if they, you know, start doing these practices, start doing the, the you know, this meditation, this yoga um, on a regular basis, right? Absolutely. You know, if you could take a few minutes out of a day and go into a state of meditation and experience that deep stillness that's with inside everyone, then uh, your life can completely transform. And one of the things you said at the very beginning of the show was that for some people, uh, meditation is really something that everyone wants to do, but they feel it's a little difficult. How do I quiet my mind? My mind has so much chatter in it all the time. How do I quiet my mind? Or I'm so restless, I can't sit still. Well, Siddharshan Kriya is so amazing in that it is a dynamic breathing meditation technique. And it deals with the natural rhythms of our body, our mind, and our breath. And then what everybody seems to feel, this seems to be a universal experience because it's, it's taught all over the world. No, no, universal is the right word, maybe global experience. Mm -hmm. So um, is that after practicing Siddharshan Kriya, the mind just gets so still. Like, just you feel like you're floating, you're still, you're relaxed, you're rested. All the muscles in your body are so calm and serene and still. And meditation becomes the most natural phenomenon at that point in time. So it's kind of like a foolproof way to learn to meditate. 
And I think, you know, what you just said right now about the mind chatter, right, and the physical body being restless, I think that is, those are two of the things that, that um, inhibit somebody from getting into that state, right, into that peaceful state. You know, we're just used to not being still. Mm -hmm. We're used to um, finding something to prevent us from feeling that empty space. So we're constantly engaging ourselves. We experience the world through the five senses, through seeing, through touching, through feeling, and we're constantly bombarding ourselves through the five senses. We're always stimulated, we're always entertained. Either we're on social media or we're on the internet surfing something or we're eating something, reading something, going for a walk, a hike, running, visiting with a friend, constantly involved in activity. And then if there is a moment of stillness, then the mind takes over mm -hmm. and then you get lost in your thought patterns and you lose full awareness of yourself. And most of us have no idea who we are. Why are we on this planet? What is this life all about? Yeah. And to have that opportunity to go into that quiet, serene, restful, therapeutic state of being, that is such a gift for people to have that experience. And I think most people don't know what that feels like, right? So they, they don't have um, an experience of it. They don't even have an idea of what it would be like. And it's also for the mind, I guess, it's the unknown, right? And the mind doesn't want to go into the unknown because like, it, you know, it, it loses its safety, right? And so I think part of the reason why people do all the activity, mental, physical, etc., is because they don't, so the mind tells them they don't want to be still because you know we don't know what's going to happen when we're still. Well, actually, I think it comes down to craving pleasant experiences and having an aversion towards anything that's unpleasant. And we're on this um, up and down cycle all the time, mm -hmm. looking for joy and then having any doing anything to avoid pain. And yeah. it's not physical pain that we're trying to avoid, it's emotional pain. And we're doing anything not to experience emotional pain. And we've, most of us have shut down. We've learned through life that it's better to suppress emotions. Mm -hmm. And we're so suppressed that the mind chatter is even more because of that. And being able to navigate through the maze of the mind and the maze of the emotional experience in life, that really is such an important skill. So even right now I'm talking mm -hmm. and people are watching this on Facebook or somehow they're, they're getting a, a chance to hear what this conversation is about, but they're listening and absorbing very little because that dialogue is constantly in the mind. Either we're in the past or the future. Yeah. We're planning for the future, planning, planning, planning. Those things never happen. We're constantly in the planning mode or we're regretting. Oh, we're we're, we're losing past. your audio, Mike. Am I, Are you am still I there? Now? I'm yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we Can just lost me? that last bit, the last sentence. <laughs> no, it's just. 
talking about how the mind is constantly vacillating between past and future. How we're so much planning in the future or anxious about the future, what's going to happen next, or there's regret of the past, mm -hmm. reliving events in the past, or even it was a great experience, you're still in the past, but rarely are we here in the now. Now is where life is. It's yeah. happening right now. Even we're eating our food and we're reading something mm -hmm. or we're uh, eating our food and we're watching TV. Even yeah. something so pleasant as food, we, get, we allow ourselves to get overstimulated and take ourselves out of the present moment. So learning how to be in the present moment, again, is a, an important skill that all of us need. And so right now, during the whole COVID situation, lockdown situation, you know, people not being able to see their family and friends as much as they used to, how can something like the Sky program or meditation help, help us in this time? Actually, this would be the best time to learn to meditate because you have so much time available to you. And Sky Meditation Program has always been taught in person. But because of the whole COVID situation, we've changed everything about the Art of Living Foundation, and we're offering all our programs online. And it's so simple now. So it's three sessions, three hours for each session, three consecutive sessions in a row. And then you're empowered with the knowledge of how to manage your breath and your mind. And you receive this incredible technique that you could do on a daily basis. It only takes 20, 25 minutes a day to do. And repeatedly, systematic way of going inward. So it, now is the time during all of this that would be really important. Mm. Absolutely. And the, and the thing is, it doesn't take a lot of time, you know, so the, the class, you know, it's like two hours, two and a half hours, um, three days in a row kind of thing. But then once you start doing it at home yourself, it's like half an hour, you know, 35 yeah. minutes, right? It doesn't take a lot of time, but the benefit outweighs the, that small bit of time, right? But, but it's not just that you teach meditation, you also teach breathing techniques and, um, and, and you share a lot of wisdom as well about presence, about how to be emotionally, how to you know, monitor your thoughts or, or, or keep more uplifting thoughts as well, right? Yeah, the, I'd say the course is just filled with stuff that can improve your life. And as you mentioned, there is some simple principles about the mind that once we understand how the mind works and the principles that govern the mind, you can recognize your own patterns and your own tendencies. You know, for example, what do we identify with more in our life? Do we identify with the positive or the negative? If you really examine it, what you'll see is we identify more with the negative. Somebody could give you a hundred compliments, really just praise you. And then they say that one negative thing, mm -hmm. which do you remember most? That one negative thing. Yeah. So you could have 20 years of an incredible relationship with somebody and then one negative thing happens and now 20 years are gone. You just get caught up in the negative. Yeah. So the mind has a tendency to cling on to the negative. Life is probably 90% all positive. 
a few incidental things that happen that are troublesome, but we make the 10% of life into 120%, and then we get caught in this negative spiral. And if we could catch ourselves and see, oh my gosh, look at that, that's just my own mind. It's an old habit of my mind. And putting the importance on being here now, being present. I don't think many of us give much uh, importance to that, of being present. But this is where life is happening, right here and now. You know, I, I have this experience of uh, going on a vacation with uh, a really good friend of mine. This is many, many years ago. And uh, we were so excited to go on vacation. And uh, she received uh, uh, an email and she checked her email first thing in the morning. And here we were in the most glorious place in the whole world. And that one email got into her head and there was no more glorious place. She couldn't enjoy where we were anymore mm -hmm. because of one little incident that happened. So we think if I have this, if I have this, if I have this, if I have this, then I'm going to be happy. Yeah. And you have all of that and still you're not happy because you get caught up in all those little things that go on in our life. It's like we're focusing on the wrong thing, you know, and without judgment, but we're focusing on the wrong thing. And I remember hearing a quote or reading a quote sometime and it's like, don't believe everything that your mind thinks, right? That your mind says, right? Don't believe everything you say. Don't believe every thought you have. You know, it's, it's something like that, but it's about just because it's in your head, just because it's that mind chatter is going on, doesn't mean that it is valid or relevant or important or, or it should be given any focus whatsoever, right? Well said. <laughs> but I've done that too often, I'll be honest as well. It's like, you know, I get one negative comment. It's like, oh no, I'm, I messed up, you know? And it doesn't matter how many positive comments I get. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But the negative one's like, oh. <laughs> but, but the thing is, Alara, that I think is so interesting is that we think we can control our mind, but we can't. And we've made all these promises to ourselves in the past. I'll never get angry again. I'll never experience it. I'll never do this again. And then we do it again. Mm -hmm. So trying to control your mind through your own mind, it's an impossibility. You cannot control your mind. Your mind just goes all over the place. It's impossible to control your mind through your own mental faculty. And there's a law of the mind. Whatever you resist mm -hmm. will persist. Mm -hmm. The more you resist thoughts, like in meditation, you resist thoughts, more thoughts are going to come. The more you resist negative emotions, the more those negative emotions. You resist fear, more fear comes. You tell yourself at late at night when you can't sleep and there's so many thoughts in your mind, oh, just stop thinking, just go to sleep. Yeah. That doesn't work. So how can we control our mind? It's so amazing, this science of how breath and emotions are directly connected. Every emotion has a corresponding rhythm of breath. When you're angry, how do you breathe? Well, I was going to say really fast, you know. Really fast, exactly. Yeah. It's very different than when you're really relaxed, the breath is different. 
So if we could work with our breath in a particular way, then the mind can settle down. You know, I live in Los Angeles, California, and I grew up in New York City. And when I first got to LA, the first thing I wanted to do was try my luck at being an actor. And I thought, okay, so I went to a class, an acting class, and uh, you know what the very first thing they teach you is how to breathe. So if you're going to do a scene where you're uh, depressed, which is going to be longer, your inhalation or your exhalation? It's going to be your exhalation. So yeah. what, would, what would this be I, if I went like this? It's not joy, right? No. no. So exhalation, long exhalation is sadness. And what about if I had to do a love scene? Then which would be longer, my inhalation or my exhalation? Yeah, I guess it depends <laughs> who the love scene's with, right? So when you tell somebody, I love you, and you mm -hmm. go like this, I love you so much. You're so, I just love you. That yeah. doesn't work. But if love is usually associated with a, an inhalation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Joy is, is a long inhalation. So these are just natural things, but most of us don't pay any attention to it. But if we learn, not just pay attention to your breath. Everybody knows how to breathe. So if you think you're going to a class to learn how to breathe, you've been breathing for 20, 30, 40 years, you've done fine, and you'll continue to do fine. But using the breath, harnessing it as a tool, as a modality to take you inward, that's unique. And that's the thing. That's what people always say. It's like, well, I already know how to breathe. I've, I've always been breathing, but people are not focusing on how they're breathing and that breathing in a different way can actually make a difference in their life and, and, and their quality of their emotions and the quality of their mind and, and the quality of their peace. People don't get that part. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know how to breathe. So <laughs> I'm glad you said that because it's like, it's so important. So many times, you know, I have found over the past oh, couple of years, I'm breathing more deeply than I used to, right? But I'm also not in as much stress as I used to be, right? And I'm taking deep breaths. I remember in the past, my daughter would tell me, mom, because I, I used to sigh all the time, right? So that big long exhalation, mom, why are you so, why are you sighing so much? It's like, it's, it's good. But I realized now it probably wasn't. I was, <laughs> I, I was depressed, I'd be, I'll be honest, right? I was depressed. So that's probably what it was, but my, I was, conditioning my mind to say, I'm relaxing, I'm relaxing. It's a good thing, right? But it was more like I was trying to control my breath or maintain my breath in some way to have to find that upliftment, but it wasn't working because I was doing, I wasn't using the breath properly. Very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, in, uh, in ancient times in India, the great sages, the great yogis, they really understood about how the mind functions and they saw the correlation between breath, emotions, and mind. And they developed the system of yoga. You know, we think yoga is all about physical exercises, twisting your body into a pretzel. I mean, that's part of yoga, but it's much more subtle. The whole system of yoga is more about the mind and being centered, balanced in life, 
that's what yoga is all about. So the physical stretches get rid of all of that physical fatigue and the stress in the physical body, the restlessness of the body. And then the breath gets rid of the fatigue and the breathlessness of the mind. That helps prepare the mind so that it can go into meditation. And there's a classic breathing technique that pretty much everybody who uh, goes to a uh, yoga class could learn uh, that I'd like to teach everybody right now. Is that okay? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so this is known as alternate nostril breathing or alternate nostril pranayama. And uh, it's based on the meridian system. So, you know, if you've ever gone to an acupuncturist, they'll put needles in you. They're not just poking you anywhere. It's all strategically based on where the meridians are in your system. Mm -hmm. And in acupuncture, we know that if one meridian is blocked, then the chi or the life force energy doesn't move properly. And if by opening up those channels, then the chi can move and then self-healing happens. Well, there's a more ancient science to acupuncture known as Ayurveda, thousands of years old, and it comes from India. And it's also based on meridians, but they don't call it meridians. The Sanskrit name is nadis. And nadis are channels within our system. And it's the same system. If a channel is blocked, then you feel this way. If a channel is opened, you feel another way. So this alternate nostril breathing is known as nadi shodhana. And the purpose of it is to open up the um, shashumna nadi. If that system is open, meditation happens easily. If that system is closed, then it's challenging to meditate. So you could say that's like the pituitary gland. If you were to stick a needle in between your eyebrows and in the top of your head, right in the center, if that is open, that point is open, then the mind settles down and meditation happens very simply. So um, what we're going to do is we'll leave our left hand in our lap and a palm open to the sky. And with our right hand, these two fingers, index finger and middle finger, just place it in between your eyebrows. And you can close your eyes and now take your thumb and block your right nostril and breathe out through the left side. Now breathe in through the left. And use your ring finger to block your left nostril, release your thumb, breathe out on the right side. Breathe in in the right. And block your right nostril with your thumb, release your ring finger, breathe out on the left. Breathe in. And switch, breathe out on the right. 
in on the right, out on the left, in on the left, and out on the right. Now continue at your own pace, breathing in on one side and out on the other side. You may notice that one nostril is more congested. The other nostril is more open. Keep your eyes closed and just feel the breath coming in and the breath going out. Now, as you're breathing, let your attention go to the top of your head as you breathe in and the base of your spine as you breathe out. Incoming breath, Bring your attention to the top of your head, outgoing breath where your body touches your chair, the base of your spine, and slow the breath down. There's no rush. Enjoy each and every breath going in and out of the nostrils. Incoming breath, top of the head. Outgoing breath, base of the spine. Few more moments, even though your hand may be a little tired, continue for a little while longer. Slow the breath down. Slow, steady, deliberate breath. And now relax your right hand and keep your eyes closed for a few moments. Take a deep breath in. Breathe out. And just become aware of how you feel right now. Quality of your breath, quality of your mind. And feel your body sitting in your seat. Take a deep breath in and breathe out.
Again, deep breath in, fill your lungs up with air. And slowly breathe out. If there's any restlessness or tension in your body, just let your mind become aware of that tension or that restlessness. There may be lots of thoughts in your mind right now. Or perhaps the mind has settled down a bit. Right now, your eyes are closed. And through your eyes, you've seen so many different colors and so many different forms. Right now, the eyes are closed, not interested in seeing anything at all, just allowing the mind to settle down for a few moments and get some rest. and become aware of your ears. You've heard so many different types of sounds through your ears. Pleasant sounds and unpleasant sounds. Whatever sounds are in your environment, just let them be there without focusing on the sounds. Just accept all the sounds and noises in your environment. It could be the hum of your computer, maybe somebody in your home, even my voice. Right now, we're not interested in really hearing anything. Just allowing the mind to rest and go inward. And shift your attention to your breath. Every moment of every day, the breath is coming in and out of our nostrils. Become aware of your breath. The breath is going all by itself. There's nothing you need to do to control your breath. 
incoming breath brings energy to our system. And the outgoing breath brings relief and relaxation. As you breathe out, relax and let go. This moment in time, there's nothing to do. Nothing to accomplish. Nothing to gain. Nothing to learn. Nothing to change. Let go of any effort and relax. You might notice that your breath is getting softer and softer. Lighter and lighter. Soft, delicate breath coming in and out of the nostrils. As the body relaxes, the mind expands. If your mind wanders off and gets caught up in thoughts, gently bring your awareness back to your breath. Light, delicate, soft breath. 
Take a deep breath in. And breathe out. Once again, deep breath in. And as you breathe out, become aware of your body and your surroundings. And slowly, gradually, we can start to come back and open our eyes. Do I have to come back and open my eyes? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would love to stay in that space and that state. That was beautiful. Wow, thank you. Um, it's gonna take me a few minutes to, to come back fully, but in the meantime, um, how's everybody else doing, right? If you wanna type your feedback or what you're feeling, how, however you're, see, I can't talk yet. Um, <laughs> however you're feeling, type in the chat, that'd be great. Um, but yeah. Michael, that was absolutely beautiful. You know, before we started, I never used the word, we're going to meditate. Because sometimes if you say, hey, we're going to meditate, you already have some thought in your mind about the whole process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I you know, that. <laughs> just doing a little bit of breathing. I mean, we did like three minutes of doing some breathing. And then um, the mind starts to settle down. Did you notice that? Just with that alternate nostril pranayama, the mind, and just imagine in a course, if uh, you're spending three sessions, three hours a day, how much depth you'll get. So this was just a little taste to get an idea of what happens in the sky breath meditation oh, course. It's lovely. <laughs> It was lovely. I just wanted to share really quickly some of the comments. So Susan says, that was lovely. Thank you. Babita says, peace, um, peace and calm, peaceful and calm, maybe. <laughs> Vanita says, peaceful and in the present, refreshing. Gurnima says, I was gone to a different world, so deep. Liz says, peaceful and calming with lots of color of purple and greens. Oh, interesting. That's cool. I love it. Um, I wanted to share really quickly to the, the program that we were just talking about, uh, since we're talking about it right now, Let's see here. All right, so this is um, coming up with you, Michael, like I just did it a couple of weeks ago, but this is coming up with you November 14th to 16th, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So it's a, go ahead and talk about it, <laughs> Michael, a little bit more. Yeah, so the, the, uh, sky, the Sky Breath Meditation Program, as we said before, it's taught in three uh, sessions. So this course, which I'll be conducting, is November 14th through 16th. So it's a Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So Saturday and Sunday is 10 in the morning to 1 in the afternoon, and that's Pacific time because I'm in California. And then on Monday, it's 4.30 till 7.30 uh, Pacific time. So pretty much you could finish your day's work by 4.30, you have to get online. Here's the link so that you could easily go and find it. Um, 
it's a, a bit of a short link and we'll perhaps so, put it listed on your yeah. page somehow your face Okay. Yeah. So when I when I share it on um, on YouTube and my podcast, I will have the link to that as well as well as the other uh, graphic image that you, that uh, that that was sent to me. I'll have that on there so they can just click on the link and go to it straight away. It is all on Zoom, right? Yes. Yeah. It is all on Zoom, which which we're using right now. <laughs> so it's you know you're all you know familiar with it, so it's all good. You know, I don't know which is more important these days. Is your breath more important or is Zoom more important? I think it's about the same. You can't live without breathing and you can't live without Zoom. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing right now. This is another great way for all of us to connect with our family and friends, colleagues, coworkers, content, programs, etc. Right. So that's this is how I was able to do it is because it was on Zoom. Otherwise, I, you know here in Austria, I wouldn't even know where to go, right? So it, it made it really easy and really convenient for me to, to do it, you know. Um, I, I'm gonna put you on the spot. You've been asking me questions all along. I'm gonna ask you a question. Sure. Which is um, when you did your sky breath meditation course and mm -hmm. you did it online, um, did you feel any connection with the other people who were on the program? Sure. Yeah, we all, you know, we all saw each other. We all communicated. It, it did feel like a group. You know, it didn't feel like I was all alone, you know, so it did feel like a group. And the teacher also um, made sure that we all interacted as well. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I find is really beautiful about the program. Many of us are isolated being in our own little world and we're not interacting with people as much as we used to. Mm -hmm. But during the sky breath meditation, you really create, you're connected to a community. Yeah. And uh, you feel that sense of belongingness, um, even though it's uh, an online two-dimensional program, you feel that connection with everybody else, which is really quite beautiful. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my community is quite used to it because I've been using Zoom for a long time. Um, but it, But it is about, you know, being able to share, being able to ask questions, but you can see each other, you know, and so it's it's just like being in the room, you know, with everybody, you know, it really is. Right. It, it's it's really no different, and it's convenient because you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> you know, you can just be in your own house, right? And so there's no problem finding a parking space. Exactly. Yeah, we're here downtown Vienna, and sometimes it takes us half an hour to find a parking spot. You know, and we live right here. It still takes us so long. So it's really, really convenient. I mean, I would highly recommend it um, for people to definitely take a look at it, register. And right now, I think it's still all half price, right? Yes. Yeah. It's also half price. So it's like, it's it was, yeah. And it's, it's really worth it to... to try and um, take on this new skill, but this new skill of being present. This is also about being present with yourself, being present with your breath, learning a, a new tool, a new resource for you that you can use in this time when sometimes we do feel a little bit isolated. We do feel sometimes our, our mind and our thoughts are like attacking us, you know, kind of, I hate to use that word, but you know, it's like, it's like we have nobody else to talk to. So, you know, so it's just our mind. But when you start to use these practices and these tools, the mind does become quieter. I mean, like during this meditation that we just did, it was so short, but it's like, 
I had a few little thoughts, but it, you know, it was it was much less than if I was not meditating, right? And we didn't use a scary word meditation. It was just being present and breathing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's Good. been wonderful to be with you um, today. And I hope we get a chance to connect again soon. And uh, thank you very much for inviting me onto your program. Oh, this was awesome, Michael. Thank you so much. I know we went over, you know, we were supposed to do like 30 minutes, but it's like, it was so much fun talking to you and so interesting and you have so much to share. So I really want to, you know, um, thank you for sharing your time with us, your wisdom and these, these practices. And I'm looking forward to hearing my community and how they are going to, you know, like take you up on this offer and learn something new and transformative for their life. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me and I hope uh, to see you again soon. Absolutely, thank you everyone. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now. Bye, thank you.